Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. You're listening to the podcast guaranteed to take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He's the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, international keynote speaker, ultra marathon runner, and the founder of Best Year Ever Coaching. Here is Hal Elrod. Hey, achiever of the goalers, goal achievers. This is Hal Elrod, and I was just talking to our guest about how I always fumble the beginning of our podcast episodes, and she was making a joke. Is this your first time? And I said, eh, every time I like to feel like it's my first time, so it stays fresh. I put myself in this beginner's mindset, uh, as a mentor once taught me, and then uh, it keeps it fresh. So, oh, All right, so our episode today, it actually, this is, I think, Honoré, is this your third time on the show? Second or third? Yes, third? I'm a three-peater. You're the first ever three-peater. Nice. First ever. This is a record. This is called Guinness Book of World Records. Um, my uh, chief of staff, Tiffany, who you know well, her, her dog's name is Guinness, so no coincidence yeah. there. Um, so let me, uh, let me dive in. If you are listening to an Honoré Quarter interview for the first time, so the first question, of course, is what rock have you been living under, right? That one. Um, but, uh, but not only has she been on my podcast three times, she's been on dozens and dozens and dozens. And In fact, do you know how many podcast interviews you've done? Not as many as you, but I am, I am racing. You're up there towards up there. your number. Triple, yes, triple digits. probably two hundred. Yeah, nice. You're up, definitely up there. Um, I better get. Back. I gotta get some on, get on some interviews. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So here's. I want to give Honoré. I want to give you an official, formal, beautiful introduction for our listeners that are hearing you for the first time. So, goal achievers, if this is your first time learning of the one and only Honoré Quarter, here we go. She is the author of twenty books she she writes a book like every few months it's crazy just and it's because the habit of you know she writes a thousand words a day and you know and what do you know you you just like anything you do consistent effort put forth and uh, and then you see the results consistently so she is a prolific author uh including books one titled you must write a book which we're going to talk about today this is actually an interview i really want to dive into that book uh one of the most popular books that i've promoted a ton of times on podcasts when i'm asked what's one of my favorite books vision to reality she's also the author of prosperity for writers business dating the successful single mom book series if divorce is a game these are the rules and the divorced phoenix and she's also my business partner in the miracle morning book series she's literally the co-creator of the miracle morning book series and she coaches business professionals writers and aspiring nonfiction authors who want to publish their books to bestseller status and beyond who want to create a platform and who want to develop multiple streams of income which i also want to ask her about uh today and she also does all sorts of magical things other magical things and her badassery is legendary uh, and you can find out more at honorecorder.com it's h-o-n-o-r-e-e-c-o-r-d-e-r honorecorder.com honore my good friend my partner in shine uh, welcome to the show thank you for having me again Again. It's so nice to be with you. Yeah. Is there any limit? Am I, or is like a few years from now, is it going to be like, here's Honoré for her 70th uh, appearance on the Achieve Your Goals podcast? I think no one wants to hear that, but thank <laughs> you for the idea. Well, if you keep putting <laughs> out great content, you know, it, mm. it, it might be a possibility. So, um, so let's dive right in. What made you decide to write a book called You Must Write a Book, other than the title itself kind of leads you to believe you have to write it, but you must write a book. What, what, what made you decide to write that book? 
Well, my one of my most often questions is, Honoré, what's the first thing I need to do to write a book? And then what's the second thing? And what's the fifth thing? And so I wanted to write a book from a place of authenticity and real life bestseller experience that explains how to go from no book to a published professional self-published author. I love it. How do you do that? What's the formula? And so I wrote it all down. Got it. And I mean, and for me personally, I, I can say that writing and self-publishing a book has transformed my life more than anything else. You know, it's literally the best decision that I, that I've ever made. So you and I are on the same page there. Um, so you explain the importance of creating multiple streams of income and in your introduction, like I said, I wanted to touch on that because you've done a really great job of that. I'm a big believer on that. In fact, if you go through the Achieve Your Goals podcast, uh, you know the, uh, the, the library of, of episodes, uh, we did an entire episode on uh, creating multiple streams of income because I believe in today's economy, it's, it's really important that we owe it to ourselves and our family not to put all of our eggs in one basket as we've learned that, right, you know, the, the, the economy changes, industries change businesses go under right i mean on and on and on so i'm a big believer in this so can you share uh, a specific example of the importance of creating multiple streams of income absolutely well you kind of touched on it you know don't have all your eggs in one basket i say have one big basket and every egg is a stream of income Uh, and then just watch the basket (laughs) very closely um so when you're publishing a book when someone publishes a book the book actually itself is multiple streams of income you'll have a stream from the digital version a stream from the print version and hopefully you'll have an audio book which will be another stream of income and as we've experienced with some of the miracle morning books we'll turn those into foreign Uh, Mm, books as well. So that's yet another stream of income. But I actually want everyone to think bigger and broader when it comes to the content of their book. When you where I'm coming from with you must write a book is every professional, every person in business should replace their business card with an actual book. And when they're putting their book together to think bigger and broader in terms of what else can be done with the content of the book. So can they create a course? Can they do a presentation, a keynote speech, a weekend can there ha- can we do a companion guide like with the salespeople book or a workbook or a 90 day action guide like we did with the um, network marketers book, right? And then what else can you do with the book? And ultimately having multiple streams of income is great for your wallet, your business and your overall life because as one stream of income uh, goes away or dries up for a minute or goes through a cycle, lo and behold, you'll have more money coming in from another stream of income. And can you give me an example or tell us, I'm going to put you on the spot here, what, what are your or at least some of your streams of income? So I think the last time I counted, I had 63 individual streams of income in each book was, I consider each book one stream of income. But I have my original business that I started when I was in my early 20s, Shackley, so network marketing. I built a huge downline with that and did very well in my 20s. And I still have, I've gotten a check um, for 26 24 years, every month <laughs> for awesome. 24 years. Yep. So I'm old, <laughs> as you know. And um, 
there it is, everyone. Um, you can do the math. And um, so then I started doing coaching. So I have business coaching and book coaching and then speaking and training. Um, and then I have other businesses. I and have, you certified other coaches too, right? I have certified other coaches. So I have streams of income from those. I have a couple of courses. I obviously have all of my books. And then I have uh, interests in other businesses. So my success in, in one business or two businesses has allowed me to start other businesses and or ha- and have silent interests in other businesses as well. And P.S. and by the way, I help you a little. <laughs> there's, so, a few, there's a few streams of income that, that come there's from a few, us Yeah, so together. there's, yeah, lots of things. And so I kind of got past the point of having to worry about it and run like, you know, I was Indiana Jones being chased by the ball and started to to be able to think about, okay, so what's my next str- strategic move? And I think that it was all catalyzed by my conversation with Mark Victor Hansen when he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a coach and a speaker. And he kind of said, oh, that's really sweet, honey, but everybody's a coach and a speaker. Huh. You need to write a book. You must write a book. And all these years later, I can say that m- the conversations I've had, the relationships, some of the relationships that I've started, the connections I've made, and a lot of my success has started with that first book that I wrote and then the many after, including our connection and our work together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's uh, John Vroman, who founded the Front Row Foundation, a uh, good friend of mine, whose I think second book is coming out pretty soon. I was telling him for years, you need to write a book. You must write a book. Hmm. And he goes, I know, I know, I know it's on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. And when he finally wrote the book, uh, and John Broman is also one of the top college speakers in the country, but he finally wrote the book, which was called living college life in the front row. Uh, you know, he called me within a few months and he goes, why didn't I listen to you two years ago when you told me I must write a book? You know, he goes, man, my fees, I've been able to raise my fees. I'm getting booked more than ever. The feedback I'm getting, the impact it's making on and on and on and on and on. And um, so, I mean, that, that's a real life example of, of uh, someone who was told they should write a book and then they waited a little bit. And when they finally did, they realized, man, I should have done that, you know, right, right when I heard it, which if you're listening to this, you are hearing it, right? And it doesn't matter what you do for a living if you're a, an entrepreneur. In fact, I'd actually love to hear that, Honoré. Why do you emphasize that every professional should write a book? Well, so everyone has a business card, Yes. Yes. And every business person says, I'm the best at what I do, right? (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) And how do you know the difference? If you're the customer, if if you are front-facing and you're at a networking event and you meet someone, how do you know that someone is the best at what they do? How good the graphic design is on their business card. Sure. (laughs) And And what is a business card? It's a piece of trash waiting to happen. Yeah. That unless you specifically say to someone, I really want your business card, I want to reach out to you, they're going to put it in there. They're going to say, oh, thank you. Thank you for this piece of paper I'm going to throw away later. Yeah, that's <laughs> they, Jerry Seinfeld had a bit where he said, when someone hands you their business card or brochure, it's like saying, here, you throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. However, and you make a, you kind of lead me into a great point, which is no person that I've ever met would throw away a book. They yeah. just wouldn't. Even if they don't need your book, they're not going to throw it in the trash can. They're going to give it to someone. They're going to donate it to Goodwill. They're going to leave it in a Starbucks, but they are not going to throw it away like they will your business card. So a business card doesn't cut it anymore. Your website doesn't hold the same sexiness that it once did. Everybody has a master's degree, kids, right? So what's the last thing that really leaves no question that you're awesome? that you're the expert, that you're the person that should be hired, and it's your book. And so when someone says to you, do you have a business card? And you say, nope, but I do have a book. Would you like a copy? Hmm. Even published authors go, oh, you have a book? That's cool. Yeah, I'm impressed by that. 
Yeah, that's that's Ninja. I don't have a business card, but I do have a book. Would you like a Would you like a signed yeah. copy? Right? Yes. Um, yeah, and actually, I don't have business cards anymore. It's, it's 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 the same thing, you know. Well, you're you don't need one. I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, ditto. But uh, and by the way, I will say this too on go, like taking a couple steps back on the multiple streams of income. When I uh, so t- actually, I'll, if I could share two stories here that kind of support this. One is. I, uh, I, 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 a woman reached out to me, Carla Higgins, I think. Um, this was 10 years ago when I was just getting into college speaking. And I was, I think I was averaging like 1,500, 2,500, maybe, maybe 3,500 at the most per speech. And she reached out. She worked at a high school in North Dakota. And she was said, hey, Hal, I'm calling a bunch of college speakers. Want to find out what your rates are and what you talk about and yada, yada, yada. And I said, okay, great. And then at the end, I said, hey, by the way, can I get your address? And I'll send you a copy of my book as just as a thank you for your consideration. She said, sure sent her a book signed it of course and she ends up hiring me and when I was out at the school I said so you said you were calling a lot of speakers I'm, I'm, I'm curious it would be helpful for me to know why did you hire me she goes how she goes every other speaker she goes you know most of them didn't mail me anything she said quite a few of them mailed me brochures and those brochures are in my drawer in a file only one of them mailed me a book and it's been sitting on my shelf staring at me. And, you know, a few days before I called you, I finally took it home and I couldn't put it down. And I finished it and I called you the next morning and booked you. And she paid me $6,500 plus travel, which was more nice. than double, you know, right? Double what I was yeah. averaging. Um, so again, th- why write a book? I mean, you, you must write write a book. Um, wh- I, I want to ask you this and I might tell another story later, but what does crafting your book mean? Like that's one thing that you talk about in, in You Must Write a Book is, cr- you know, crafting your book. How can our listeners do that? Sure. So crafting your book is the process of writing, planning, and preparing to write your book. So I share a lot of the key tips for making time to write the book and how to actually get it done and you must write a book. But let me just share um, the first step that's really important when crafting your book and that is to identify the problem you're going to solve Mm. or what advice you're going to share. So everyone finds themselves repeating advice often, which is where I got the idea for you must write a book. I was always answering, what do I need to do to write a book? And I would always, I always say, what's, What's the advice that you're giving most often? Or what do you wish your people, right? The people you're talking to, your potential clients, your prospective customers, what do you wish they would know, do, or not do? So what's the thing that you're constantly saying? What pain are you helping people to get out of or avoid? And what pleasure are you helping them to gain, right? Yeah, sure. And what are you passionate about people doing? If you're an estate planning attorney, then you want people to have an estate plan. And why? Because you don't want people to die and find themselves with, you know, an egregious tax consequences or not leave something to the heir of your choice, right? So every single professional has their own set of problems that they help someone to solve and pain they help them to avoid and perhaps pleasure they help them to get. So those are the types of pieces of advice that you're going to center your book around and it's also going to be based on who is your avatar so an avatar is another word for ideal client profile or prospective client like who's the ideal person if they were to sit in front of you and hire you what do they look like what are their qualities and characteristics so that's your avatar that's your ideal reader for your book and then you have to decide what do you want them to do when they read the book 
I want you to write a book, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's what my avatar is, someone who knows they need to write a book and they have no idea where to start and how to make sure that they are make, they are publishing a book that is indistinguishable from New York Publishing, that they're putting out a product that is so wonderfully done that it is a positive and quality representation of themselves because your book is you but you're not there so it's you want to put your best book forward just like you want to put your best foot forward yeah well and and one of the you know to your point earlier about how it differentiates you as a business person like even if someone doesn't read the book (laughs) even if they never crack it open right but you know in terms of it replacing a business card but they're like it immediately creates this there there's still in in America right if you're an author yes. there is yes. a positive stigma if you will around that you know that still Absolutely. remains to this day so yes. um so the one of the things that i think people get hung up on is title and it's arguably the most important you know mm-hmm. one of the most important components of writing a book and i know you share some tips for crafting a you know a really effective title for a book uh can you share you know, at least one of them and explain why it's critical for anybody that is writing a book? Sure. So you want your title to tell what the book is. So the title is the what. So when you're thinking about a title of a book, you think title and subtitle. So the title is the what. What is the book about? So I read Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, who didn't, right? Because that's what I wanted to do. (laughs) I wanted to (laughs) Awaken my Giant Within. And then when I wanted to crush it, I read Gary Vaynerchuk's book of the same name. There's another book called Save the Cat, which is a writing book uh, fancied by screenwriters. And Save the Cat is basically where you you write in such a way that you, and this is for fiction writers, that you cause the villain to be likable. In other words, they do something nice so that you are endeared to them a little bit. But you don't ever forget the title Save the Cat. And someday, if you ever want to write a screenplay, you're going to go and get that book because it's a memorable title. Okay, so then the subtitle is the promise. What does your book promise? What will your reader take away from reading your book? How will they benefit from your advice? Will they save money, make money? Will it set them up for success? Again, will it help them avoid pain or gain pleasure? What will they get from reading the book? So the subtitle for you must write a book is boost your brand, get more business and become the go to expert. Those are the promises of the book. Mm, Got it. So it, with a title, like 4-Hour Workweek is a, a great example of a book that is Perfect. still be- yep. bestseller. And it's immediately, it creates, to me, it induces curiosity. Like, what what, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It's also yes. benefit-oriented. Like, I don't, I don't, if it has anything to do with a 4-Hour Workweek, well, like it says, I, I'm in. Like, right? I'm in, a thousand uh, you know, percent, yeah, yes. For, I'll, I'll cut 36 hours out of my work week, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I love it. Okay. Um well, one one of the sections in your book, Let's Get Ninja, is it's one of my favorites. Talk about what that means and what that is, what that section is all about. That section is about how do you sell your book and how do you get your book and your information into the hands of as many people who need it as possible without breaking the bank, spending unnecessary time or energy. And because basically, what do we all want? We want maximum results with the least amount of effort in the fastest time possible. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. And so I can share a couple of ninja-esque strategies if you'd like. Yeah, you please. Have- please. Okay. Yeah, well, let me, before you do, I'll say this. That is one of the biggest, I think, um, misconceptions uh, for new authors 
is the idea that writing a book is the task. <laughs> like, like that's, that's phase mm-hmm. one, right? That's phase one. And it's actually a very short phase, typically related to promotion because phase Correct. one, you know, might take you six to 12 months to write the book. And then phase two is, which is promote the book takes you the rest of your life. <laughs> right. So. Right. I always say there's two phases of a book the, from the day you conceive of it until 30 to 45 days after it's been released. That's phase one. Yeah. That's the writing the pre-launch and the launch phase. And then phase two is day like 31 to 46 until the day you die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a long one, long phase. Right, and actually, you know, to kind of point out why this is beneficial when someone says, well, it's a lot of work to to do a book. I could do a course and make a lot more money. Um, I think courses have a shelf life for application, whereas a book will sell um, from now until you die. And will bring money to your estate seven, until 70 years after your death. So your grandchildren's grandchildren can yeah. be earning money from your books long after you've passed. And it, it, Think and Grow Rich is a really good example of that. And, and it, one of the ninja strategies is to remember that you want to give your books away and remember that your book is new to the person who's not heard of it yet. There is someone right now on this earth that has never heard of Think and Grow Rich. As odd as that sounds to us who have read it, sure. yeah, you know, I probably read it two dozen times in my life. Yeah. Um, there's someone who's like Think and Grow Rich. Wow, what a great book title! And who's Napoleon Hill, <laughs> right? Huh, and so huh. they're going to discover that book for the very first time and tell someone who tells someone who tells someone, and that money is still bringing uh, that book is still bringing money to um, Napoleon Hill's estate. So the so t- a ninja esque strategy is to give books away. And one of the things I see people get hung up on is they'll order books. So when I'm coaching someone through the process of writing a book, I'll say, okay, buy 500 books and give them away. And they're like, what do you mean? Isn't this supposed to make money? <laughs> and you have to seed the market. And it's only going to cost you a, at most 2 3 $4 for a book. And you want to give it out like it's Halloween candy. Yeah. Always have a book on you. Leave them in Starbucks. If someone asks for a business card, say, "Oh, no, I don't do that. That is so last year. <laughs> now I have a, I have a book, and here's a copy. And if you don't have a book on you, get their card and send them a copy. Um, give them away as quickly as you possibly can." Yeah. So, how, uh, you know, how many books have you given away? Any any idea on that? I have no earthly idea. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah, I, I was. Just, I've given away thousands of of the, just the Miracle Morning, and now. Um, and one, one other ninja, ninja strategy to add to your ninja strategies is giving books to people around your community where you frequent, mm-hmm. like when I go into any business, you know, like I go get my smoothies at juice land and everyone's like, hell, Hey, exactly. like in fact, this, there, there's this girl that works at the smoothie place. Her name is lovey. I don't know if that's her real name or, but she goes lovey. And she's just, she's, she's, she's awesome. She's like so sweet. And, uh, I, I walked in the other day and she's like, how, Hey, she's like, I just got the miracle morning for my mom. She read it. It is she's like, she's doing it every day. It's so cool to see. And I was like, that's awesome. You know? So anyway, it's just kind of fun, uh, to write, to Absolutely. The books out around town and then Absolutely. like everyone you knows who you are and you, you, you got friends you know where they were strangers and so absolutely well i have my stamps uh that i my book covers that i have made into stamps and i put them on letters and i went to the post office with my successful single mom stamps and all three of the ladies at the post office are single moms so they saw my stamps oh, wow. and they were like what is this and so i went back with books and so you know we live in 
um, near in Austin, Texas and go probably go to the same post office. And when I go in there, they are just not friendly. They do not smile. They are just doing the transaction. And I walk in and they're like, honoree, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, are you mailing books again today? And I'm like, books every day, all the time, all the books in uh, the mail. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And they're like, I have your book. I'm reading your book. And it's just fair. It's you're right. It's kind of a door opener. It's a conversation starter. And when I notice someone has a need, like today I had a coffee with a friend of mine who's a financial advisor and he said, I was on the phone with this woman and she's going through a divorce. And I just kind of looked at him. He's like, oh, that's right. You have books on divorce. And I said, let me run, let me run up and get you a couple books and you can send them off with your business card as a gift, right? So it's a way you can help other people to enrich lives as well. Got it. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, so a book launch strategy is provided in the book. You provide a, the actual book mm-hmm. launch strategy. And it's something that, you know, one thing that for people to know that are listening that, you know, Honoré is the co-creator of the Miracle Morning book series. And she is, you know, very much responsible for a lot, a lot of, you know, most of the, uh, the planning of the launches and all of that. And I think if, unless I'm, you know, mis- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think every single book or just about every single book we've done Miracle Morning Wise has hit number one in its category on Amazon. Every um, single one. Every single one. I love that it. is correct. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so all of our co-authors, you know, they get to become number one best-selling authors, which is really cool. Uh, but so what, in terms of the book launch strategy, can you give us kind of a peek into some of those tips? Yeah. So, um, one thing that you want to do when you are, when you, you decide after listening to this podcast, okay, it's finally time I'm going to write a book or you have a book in process and you're not quite sure how you're going to launch it. You want to get a service like MailChimp or Aweber and you want to start building your list and then you want to build a separate list and we call that the art right? In our language, it's art. It's in the advanced reader team. So you want to put together a list of people who would be willing to read your book in exchange for an honest um, four or five star review on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) A brutally honest four or five star review. (laughs) Super, super (laughs) honest four or five star review on Amazon. No, you want an honest review on Amazon and that's what you say. You don't qualify it. You want someone to give you their honest feedback. The great news about an art a reader, someone who is an advanced reader, is they are predisposed to like your book and want to help you to promote it and leave a review for it. Um, also, if there's any holes or missing loops or things, problems with the book, they will mention it to you and you still have time to make some adjustments prior to the launch. So just start building your list of prospective readers and make sure that those prospective readers are your avatar, your ideal reader. Yeah. Or they are people that will read your book that's the second <laughs> ideally yes. they're your right after for me it was my sister Haley uh my good friends John Broman John Berghoff right you know and by the way the the feedback that they gave me to your point Henri, about you know like they'll catch things uh the feedback was amazing I mean literally we we mm-hmm. swapped chapters out we add, I mean added I added an entire chapter from something else I had written like a blog post that became an entire chapter that was pivotal my sister came at me and goes how this is you know you're you're mr you know you're into all this personal development and stuff but to the average person there you know she kind of gave me feedback on some stuff that would not hit with the majority it would only hit with people that are like into personal growth already and tony robbins she goes don't you want to reach people that aren't into that stuff yet and i was like right yeah right so i mean her right. so the feedback from your yes. advanced reader team is incredible plus they can leave you the reviews and, and all of that so right and so you don't want your sister 
to leave you a review, a review. unless yeah, your true. sister <laughs> no listen unless your sister is representative of the avatar because what you're wanting people to do and so this is real ninja strategy is when you're putting together your advanced reader team make sure that they meet the qualities and characteristics of your avatar because when those people read and review your book on Amazon and hopefully they purchase it because a verified review is so much stronger. It has much more weight than an unverified review. And a verified review is just a book that's been purchased and reviewed versus just reviewed. Purchased from when, Amazon. Purchased yeah. from Amazon. So yeah. when it's purchased from Amazon by someone who is the same as your avatar, then Amazon's analytics pick up on that. And they say, oh, so we have 50 people that have, that have purchased and reviewed their book, here are all the common qualities and characteristics. Well, Amazon is the biggest search engine, right? Or the second biggest search engine. They actually do an analysis of all of those people and they say, gosh, you know what? Charlie in Des Moines is exactly like these 50 people. We're going to send Charlie an email and we're going to recommend that he buys your book. But Charlie is representative of millions of people. So when you launch a book, you don't want, you do, you want your mom to write you a review and you want your aunt Joan and your, you know, your brother Billy to all write you reviews because you want the reviews. But then Amazon's analytics get really confused by these random people because they're like, this doesn't make any sense. How do we market to these people that all seem to be related to you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, then only your family yeah. members are getting 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 the right. shown right. research. Right. So you want to be really clear about who your advanced reader team is, and then you want to go find some of those people and say, look, I'm coming out with this book. I think it would absolutely be perfect for you. So it's going to be a win because you're going to get this information for free. I'm going to make the book available to you at 99 cents right around the time that I launch it so that you can buy it if you are and so inclined and leave me a verified review. I would be so incredibly grateful. And for my advanced reader team, if they read and review my book and they want a paper copy, and that's what I've been doing all week is writing handwritten notes to people who read and reviewed the advanced copy of of you must write a book and I have copies with stickers and I'm sending in thank you notes because I really want to thank them for doing that I want them to do it again maybe the next time I write a book so you want to take really good care of your advanced reader team for sure yeah absolutely now what for for anybody listening that is going well how do I publish the book well give give some real quick tips on and resources on how where do they publish the book once it is written uh, awesome. So Amazon is a great place to start. And so in the book, I have a list of all these things. So don't try to scramble and write things down, but you're sure. going to uh, publish on Kindle Direct Publishing, which is the digital version of Amazon. You're going to publish your print on demand paperbacks through CreateSpace, which is the print version or uh, arm of, of Amazon. And then you're going to go to acx.com, which is um, audiobook creation exchange, which is the audio version of Amazon. So just those three to start. And you can also then publish through iBooks and Barnes and Noble. And then there's something called Kobo, which publishes in 170 or 180 countries. Now, where do you, um, cause I don't even know the answer to this. Uh, okay, where, do you, <laughs> where do you publish on iBooks? Cause I did it through Smashwords, but they, you know, they, which is Great. I mean, and by the way, I'll, I will say this. So, for anybody, if you want like an all-in-one shop, you go to Smash. No, 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 not no. anymore. Don't. Okay. All right. So tell, not anymore. Tell. That was so like 2009. How? I know. That was, it was before the, I met yeah. you, and then once I met you, you took care of all this for me. So I, I do. I, I handle all this stuff. But the, the yeah. answer now is Draft to Digital. Ah, okay. Um, and Draft to Digital is a one-stop shop where you can upload everything, and it converts it into the the type of file. Although I recommend against that, I I would recommend that people 
um, get a book formatter someone who's an expert in book formatting. And I don't know if you are comfortable with me saying who we use, but we give her, um, she's fantastic. Yeah. So three C's books.com, Christina, uh, three C S. Yep. Three, the letter C, the number S and then books.com. The number S the letter S (laughs) English is my first language. Uh, with oh any like honoree, you can pass off that just make up a country that you're from and you know yes <laughs> perfect yes i am french and isn't my english perfect yes it is okay so three c like charlie s like sam books plural.com and so christina does the formatting for the miracle morning books and for me um and so she will create a MOBI file, which is .mobi, which is what uh, the type of uh, file that's ebook for Amazon. And then there's an EPUB for everybody else. But you don't want to upload a Microsoft Word version of your document and then let it do its conversion. That's a big. Up. That's a big am- amateur mistake for sure. And that's what we did with Smashwords. We put it through their meat grinder, and then there were lots of complaints about pagination and formatting and yuckiness. So you just want to avoid all yeah, of that. And like the random question marks and. You know, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just an amateur mistake, right? And you're a professional, so you want a professionally produced book. Um, And then for the CreateSpace version, um, then a layout in InDesign is usually created and turned into a PDF, which then means that your book is beautifully laid out in in a wonderful read. For sure. So that that will take care of the ebook and the digital versions. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's and something that you know. One thing that about a book is it's a one-time investment, both of time, money, and energy. Right? That 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 mm-hmm. that returns forever. You know, mm-hmm. it returns forever. I mean, it's it's and even in, in terms of legacy, like I've always said that if you know, like it's in my will that my kids have to read you know, of certain books, including a couple of mine, right? They have to read Taking no Life Head On. No for you, Howie. Yeah, they have to read <laughs> The Miracle Morning, and then they've got to read like, you know, a dozen other Vision to Reality and other books right. that, uh, you know. Um, but, right, but, but, but in terms of like all of my philosophies on life are captured in a book, right? And so it's like they can get to know I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but they can get to know, you know, they would know what their dad feels like. These are the most important keys to being happy and healthy and, you know, making an impact in the world and all of the above. So Absolutely. um, la- I'm going to last question I want to ask you is uh, what can you tell our listeners who are afraid to write their own book or they don't think that their ideas are good enough? Well, so I think that um, every single person has a book in them and there are two different ways you can approach writing a book, you can write one from the expert's position, which is I've lived through this. This is these are the, all the experiments that I went through. This is these are the stupid taxes that I paid the bruises and cuts and scrapes that I got. And then voila, on the other side, I'm successful. And so here are the lessons that I'm going to turn around and teach, right? Yep. And then the second way is to bring back Napoleon Hill into our conversation is to be a reporter. So if you don't have a complete Um, field of expertise or are not an expert in your field completely, then you can go source knowledge and put it all together and be a reporter. Just make sure that you are going open kimono and sharing that, that you're not pretending that you're an expert (laughs) when you're not an expert, right? Say, he didn't say, I'm a millionaire, wink, wink, right? He said, I'm going to go study wealthy people and then share what I have learned. Yeah. So I used to think that all authors were old or dead, 
um, or really successful professionals or professional writers. And so I would always assume that authors were lots of levels above me. It was very cool when I realized that um, a number of people that I had come to admire through their books were ordinary people just like me who happened to have written a book. So what you want to think about is that your years of experience or lack thereof might not matter as much as you think right? It doesn't yeah. matter whether someone's been in business for a couple of years or for 30 years or 40 years. We always discuss the possibility of writing a book. And I think you and I, you and I know each other because we wrote books and I wouldn't trade our relationship for anything in the world. And I count dozens of relationships like that all because I had the courage to go ahead and follow through on the advice that I was given, which was you must write a book. And so I sit on the other side of it and say to people, come on, come on, you really want to do this. This is really going to be an amazing um, outcome for you. And you don't even know, right? We can't predict what cool things are going to happen for someone on the other side of writing their book. We just know there are going to be lots of cool things. Completely. No, completely. Um, the and, and one of the, I remember what I was going to say earlier around uh, when I wrote The Miracle Morning, part of I wanted to transition from being a college speaker to being a corporate speaker, uh, which also meant increasing my fee by, you know, like, 500% eventually. And, and so that was something that I was able to do. So to your point about the whole multiple streams of income for anybody listening, it's not just the direct, you know, the paperback, Kindle, audiobook, right? It's, it's, it's whatever you do on the back end, increasing your fees and, uh, and having more clients and all of the above. So authors make more money. And if you don't mind, I want to just share really quickly the four yeah. cornerstones of a professionally published book. When I'm working with someone, what they're paying me to help them do is to make sure that they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's. Okay. And so we talked about one, which is formatting. You want to hire someone to format your book so that it looks beautiful on the inside. You want to have a rock solid, talented cover designer. You want your book cover to kind of reach out and, and grab people by the throat. So don't skimp on cover design. You're going to pay handily for it. But like you said, it's going to be a one-time investment that's going to pay dividends. And then the last two are editing. There's no, no, spare no expense to have a really good editor. And let me just say what I, what I mean by a really good editor. It's someone for whom editing is their job, their full-time everyday job. <laughs> They're <laughs> a trained professional editor. There's different, there are differences in editors. Not your aunt I mean, who claims Who was an English really, teacher yeah, exactly. for 30 years. No, it's like <laughs> someone for whom editing and words, they're word nerds. Editing is their passion. And so they take the words in your brain that come through your fingertips, which are sad at best, right? I mean, we get our, our rough drafts back and it looks like a crime scene. But a really good editor is going to take your thoughts, which are your expertise and your knowledge and your experience and your education, and they're going to turn it into prose that someone, when they read it, are going to think you're a genius, uh, <laughs> right? Which is what it. we want. And then finally, there's copywriting. And I didn't learn about copywriting until probably book 12. And copywriting, you'll know, is sales copy or the the writing, the sales copy that's on your Amazon page. So back cover, sales page, book description, all of those are the same thing. So you want to have a really good copywriter who knows how to write sales copy. And they are really going to be able to help you to sell more books. So those are those four things that are most important when you're putting your book together so that it looks and feels as professional as you are. And where do you find some of these people like we're, we're cover design and we've got our graphic designer, but is there anywhere you recommend like a go-to for a new author? 
Um, well, if someone is willing to invest in their cover design, they can write me and I can make an introduction to my guy who is really talented. Uh, they're an online resource is 99designs.com. Yeah. Um, as far as copywriting, editing, and layout, um, e either reach out to us and we'll refer you out or find people that are really professional that do that. And, and Elance, can, is, like, Elance is an example of somewhere people can go. Yes, just not Fiverr. <laughs> not Fiverr, yeah, sure, Fiverr. that's right. Yeah, if someone's willing to do things, something for $5, <laughs> and they're probably, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that, but this is, this is your new business card. This is the outfit that you're wearing when you go out. So you're not, your goal isn't to just go out and to not look and smell homeless, right? <laughs> it's your, your job is to send your book out into the world and have many happy returns from it. So you really want to make sure that you're hiring good quality people to be on your, on on your book team. I love it. I love it. Uh, Henri, the book is You Must Write a Book. And how can people get a copy and, and how can they learn more about you? They can go to uh, Amazon. The book is available on Amazon in uh, ebook, paperback. And our own Rob Actis, the voice of The Miracle Morning, is also the voice of You Must Write a Book coming soon in audio. And you can go to honorarecorder.com forward slash You Must Write a Book to learn more about the book there and about me. And I forgot to ask, who wrote the foreword for this book? There is just some guy who thinks a lot of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Geez. Obviously. No, I will say I am so incredibly grateful for you. Thank you for writing the foreword. And I was incredibly honored by it. And honestly, for the price of the book to read your foreword, that is how forewords are done. So if you're going to uh, write a book and you're going to have a foreword, you want to send this forward to your person and have them model it because you did an incredible job and I'm very honored by it. So thank you. It flowed through me. It just, it was, it was from the heart and it, you know, mm -hmm. it was the easiest I had written. I mean, it was great. Yeah. And I believe in what you're doing. So thank well, you so thank you for being on the show and uh, for everybody listening. Listening, grab a copy of You Must Write a Book. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, not only reading Henri's book, but actually going out and putting it to work and, and writing your book. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. You know that I love and appreciate every single one of you for listening to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And uh, until next week, go out there and make it a great one. And I look forward to talking to all of you soon. Talk to you next week. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. You can find links to all the resources mentioned in this episode, as well as all the past podcast episodes over at halera.com slash podcast. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to halera.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button. And then if you would, please leave a rating and review because rating and reviews truly are the best way for more people to find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. Well, all right, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.